0: But well, we're into a couple of weeks now of back to school, uh, so everybody's been going back and trying to nose to the grindstone. Tough, tough to learn though if you're hungry. And there are a number of groups uh, within Canada that are now pushing for a national school food program, and they contend that as many as two million, two million Canadian children are at risk of going to school. Hungry. Catherine Parsonage is a member of the National School Food Program Advisory Committee, also executive director and CEO at, at Toronto Foundation for Student Success. Joining us live here on Six Thirty Ched Mornings. Good morning, Catherine. How are you?
1: Good, good morning. Thanks so much for having me this oh, morning.
0: My pleasure. Thank you uh, for t- taking the time. Can we start with that number uh, that, w- that was sent out by by the organization, saying that up to two million at risk of going to school hungry? Can you give me some some clarity on what that really means?
1: What that really means was before COVID, there were over a million children in Canada living in poverty. COVID has made that worse. We all know what's happened in our local communities. We know what's happened to jobs. We know what's happened to families and how they're struggling. Um, almost two million, um, around two million Canadian children are at risk of going to school without having breakfast, without having adequate food. And it's not because their parents don't love them. It's because times are tough. Um, in Alberta alone, we're estimating 250,000 children may be going to school every day uh, without enough healthy food to thrive.
0: Uh, is there a specific age that you're particularly concerned with or worried about, the younger ones as opposed to some of the older kids?
1: You know, the younger ones are, are, are cute, and we all, um, our hearts go out to them immediately. But, you know, I don't know if any, any of you or your listeners have teenage boys. Um, the average uh, 16, 17-year-old moderately active boy needs about 2,700 to 3,000 calories a day. That's a huge amount of food. If you were to put that across your desk, it would fill your entire desktop um, if it was healthy food. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's not just our little ones, although our little ones we're very, very worried about because, you know, they they, they can't express themselves. They won't. Um, Hunger in, in young children expresses themselves as being quiet and tired and listless, their heads down. In older, older children and, and in young teens, it expresses itself as anger and irritation and um, explosive uh, temper and the inability to learn. Because when a child is hungry, it's not just their bellies that are empty, they can't physically learn, they can't concentrate. They can't pay attention, and they can't remember the lesson they learned this week, today, tomorrow, or the next day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've come together, and we've, we've, we're dealing with so many problems, but we are the only G7 country that does not have a national school food program. Now, in Alberta, we know that the Alberta government is helping a bit, as much as they can, but we need the Canadian federal government to step in and support uh, our children. Every single day.
0: And why is it so important to have it as a national program? Because I would think that it would seem to be provincial jurisdiction.
1: You know, it is a a fundamental health issue, and we need a national program because we need a federal investment. In terms of um, the provinces, you know, all of our provinces are contributing in some way to helping to nourish the kids, but they can't do it alone. It takes a community, a village, to, to feed a child. And the model that's working in Canada, and it's working um, from coast to coast, it's working in Alberta as well, is a, a, a partnership between local community members, some funding from our provincial governments, some funding from the um, private sector, but in order to get the kids the food that they need in order to buy it and we know what's in the news, what's happening to food costs, we need a federal investment and we need a federal nutrition guideline um, that matches our our new uh, Canada Food Guide. And we need that leadership and we need that commitment.
0: There is, of course, a federal election campaign underway right now. Have you had any any progress, made any headway making that a campaign issue or getting it before uh, the leaders specifically or any other candidates?
1: Well, we're really pleased. The two of the parties, the NDP and the Liberals, have included a national school food program in their platforms. We're hoping Mr. O'Toole will consider including it in his, because this is not about politics. This is about Canadian children. It's about helping them thrive. It's about what they need. Um, so we, are, we sent letters to Mr. O'Toole, and we're really hoping that he will include it in his platform as well.
0: Uh, chatting this morning with Catherine Parsonage, who's a member of the National School Food Program Advisory Committee. What exactly does does a, a in in your mind, in your vision, what does this school food program look like? Is it uh, okay? Everybody in, in, in the school gets access to this breakfast. You know, some kids are more than capable about of bringing their own. You know, so I'm trying to figure out just the logistics of how this would actually work
1: right now in, uh, we'll just use your province, um, Alberta. Sure. Right now in Alberta, there's more than 243 um, um, programs being supported, and they're run by local communities, local volunteers. Children can come to have breakfast if they need to, if they want to, if they've been riding a school bus too long. The key is not to stigmatize their children. It's not, you know, the poor kids eat and the, the middle-class kids don't.
0: Yeah, I was trying also, to figure out how that might work. Is that, well, that was a concern.
1: Well, you know, it, it works really well because in most communities we ask parents for contributions. Parents contribute what they can. And so the, the child in designer jeans is sitting beside the child that has no breakfast and, and they're eating the same breakfast. And we're not talking, we're not talking gourmet food. We're talking bagels and eggs and fresh fruit, um, yogurt, healthy food. Um and we found that model has worked right across the country, and in, including in your community. And, you know, right locally, you have Edmonton Food for Thought, and they're supporting a number of schools with, with private partners. And communities do it uniquely. And one of the things that we are very focused on is that every community knows their kids. Every community has a unique response. Every community does it a little bit different, but every community... Canada has the same goal, and that's to see our children have enough healthy food so they can learn and grow and thrive. But never do we want to see a child stigmatized. We don't want to see you know, the poor kids on one side of the, the room and the rich kids on the other, yeah. because that would that would hurt their mental health more than the food would help their well-being. So we believe that in communities across Canada, people know. People care. They know how to do it. We've been doing this grassroots For years, for 25 years, what they don't have, and what's we're really short of, and particularly because of the rising food costs due to COVID, is they just don't have the money.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, it's not a one size fits all across the uh, the country because, like you said, there are different organizations, there are different ways of doing it. It's just a matter of ensuring that there's stable funding. How 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 at risk are some of these programs that are on underway? And you c- you can mention Alberta specifically if you like, but I'm just curious as to whether they're surviving or just barely surviving or not surviving at all. Uh, is there a way to sort of quantify where we're at?
1: I, I would say the current. Um Funding, I would estimate at being approximately 25 percent of the cost of, of what's needed in in Alberta. A 25 percent of the cost. If you're if, if you're looking at a breakfast that community members making, that's a glass of milk, a bowl of cereal, and and a piece of fruit. Take the milk away. Take half that banana away. Um, they're struggling. They're really struggling. They were struggling before. COVID hit, but now that COVID has hit, the people's uh, ability to get parents to fundraise and to contribute. A lot of our corporate partners have been hard hit. Um, The problem is when we rely on uh, donations to feed our children, when times get tough and people can't donate at the level they used to donate, we need core funding from the government. And it's not just the food, we need a fridge. And, and each community and each local neighbourhood school needs a stove. And they need um, a sink to disinfect the uh, pots and pans in. And, and they need plates. And they need cups. And they need a dishwasher. These are the core basic state things that keep things um, running and keep things stable. We know Canadian communities care about their children. We know that they're struggling to feed them. But we need a 50% commitment from the federal government and a 50% commitment from other sources in our communities to make these programs sustainable long-term and to give our kids the nourishment they need. Any,
0: well, I, any idea what that would add up to, what, uh, what the expected budget might end up being in order for it to have that kind of an impact?
1: Well, you know, um, if I were to say I roughed, and, uh, and of course, you know, you'll have to not hold me to this because you just caught me off guard. Yeah, just a wild I, guess. <laughs> I, I, we, we need a dollar a day for every child that lives in poverty across Canada. Every single school day, one dollar less than a cup of coffee, less than going to Timmy's. It sounds like a um, third world, you know, ad um, for donations. Mm -hmm. But a dollar a day, combined with the other sources and the provincial contributions and the parent uh, contributions and Kiwanis and church group donations, that would keep keep a child well nourished every single day.
0: Uh, thank you for your time this morning. Good luck with the uh, the the effort and uh, anyone, we'll check in with you.
1: Hmm? Can I just anyone wants to help? Yeah. Please visit uh 2000000 many dot manyca
0: And just say that again a little slower just to make sure people can hear it.
1: 2000000 many dot manyca
0: Okay, and is that spelled out T W O or is that the number 2?
1: No, it's it's
0: T W O. Okay, 2000000 many dot manyca okay. Catherine Parsonage, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Cheers. Have a good day. Uh, Catherine is a member of the National School Food Program Advisory Committee, also happens to be Executive Director and CEO at the Toronto Foundation for Student Success.